What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. And I'm here today with my good friend, Dustin Hippensteel. He is a new painting contractor, seasoned veteran in the contracting industry. Uh, he used to own a construction company. This is our second business breakthrough. So the first one, we discussed really what he needed to do to sell paint jobs in person, kind of refine some of his skill. At this point, selling paint jobs is not his weakness. It's something that he's naturally good at. Really, the weakness in his business, and not necessarily weakness, I'd just say an area that he needs a little bit more focus and attention on is building the teams to fulfill the demand. And you know, an interesting thing about Dustin and this business breakthroughs, we uncovered that he's got something that many, many contractors wish they had. And really, I thought, you know, I just really didn't do anything but help him see that in a different light. So this is a great business breakthrough if you're interested in really just diving into the details of someone that has the sales ability and needs to really combat that with the ability to create a production system to keep up with the sales. So awesome episode here. I'm excited for you to dive in. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. All right. Yeah. All right. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I'm here with Dustin Hippensteel with Sugar Sands Painting. Um, this is our second chat, man. So it's exciting because we can get all the, the foundational things out of the way. Um, you know, really it's just a matter of, uh, last time we spoke, it was more about your sales process. Did you take some of those things that I mentioned to you and, uh, implement them? I know one thing that stood out to me was, uh, not doing colors in the house. That was one thing we spoke about. Um, yep. so tell me about what's changed since last time we spoke. Well, I, like I told you that day, I had like four or five estimates to run out and do, um, I actually gained two more estimates while I was out doing stuff. So nice. I think I hit seven that day total. Nice. And um, I implemented a lot of what we talked about instead of just doing square footing and how I'm addressing everything with the customers in home. And uh, it helped. We, I think we landed two or three of those cool. and we had four, but the exterior outside, I kind of got beat out by a, a general handyman that came in and, seen my estimate and lowballed me so not hey, much man. you can do about those guys we we have a saying it's called nmc the acronym nmc and that's not my customer man so if somebody can look at me and see my presentation and and see the value that i built and and still go with like a handyman type guy that was never my customer to begin with exactly you know and i use that i take that to heart because it's like you can get man don't you know you get discouraged sometimes you know when you're like man well why did you go with that person you know and it's like there are literally some people that are just not your customers so and that that's okay happen. that's, that's okay. part of it is just learning that's, part that of that's, that's all right yeah it's all right man that's how they buy things and and, and you know people kind of get it confused they you got some people that just search for the lowest price in everything that they do and sometimes they got to go through that learning curve man usually it takes usually the best customers are the ones that have been through a bad experience and can justify the good experience. And we're the same. You know, I think if, if you 
have went to a, a restaurant that wasn't very good, you can appreciate paying a good dollar amount for a restaurant that gives you good service and gives you good, you know, so on and so forth. Sometimes that Absolutely. So what direction are you heading in now, man? What, you know, what's going on in your business? You know, what's an area that uh, you feel as though you just kind of just want to maybe get a different perspective on anything in particular? Nothing really in particular right now, uh, other than sales, man. I just, there's always something hammer, to learn about that sales. What's that? You want to hammer out sales? I love sales. Yeah, man. we can, we Favorite. can keep jumping into that, man. I, I've been, been making some adjustments, trying to fine tune some things and it's been going well. Um, We've got we've got a pretty good project lined up in the next in the next week or two that we're going to be hammering out. And uh, so, what's your team look like? What? Are, how many guys you got? Two guys right now. So it's just you and two guys. So you're selling for one crew currently. Yes. Okay. So and that's hard because you're probably a pretty good salesperson already, and you're probably booked out pretty far, right? I'd say right now we're probably about four to six weeks. Yeah, that's see and and. Some people brag about that. You know, I'm not thinking that you are, but it's not a good thing. It really isn't because it's, it's, it's number one, it puts a lot of stress on you because you know that there's some people that even if you, even if you did everything right in your sales process and you freaking landed it, you can't even touch it because some people do have a time constraint that you're unable to hit, right? Absolutely. So think about that on a grander point of view. If you hire a salesperson, right? Let's say you wanted to hire a salesperson. The problem with that is in a company that does under a million dollars and the production can only handle a million dollars is that this happens too frequently where the salesperson may do everything right. You may spend money on marketing. You may get them to the door. They may sell the job, but they can't produce the job because the production is too slow. There's not enough of it. Yep. You know, so as much as I'd love to talk about sales, if you're four to six weeks out, I mean, we could talk about the processes a little bit. We got to figure out how to get you production. All right. Well, how do we narrow in and, and build a culture where I can have build, guys build that in a work culture. hard and stick around? Absolutely. So tell me about the two guys you have right now. Who are they? Um, like, what are, what are they about? Are they are they all stars or do you have one all star that you trust to run the job? And then he kind of watches the other guy. What's the dynamic look like there? So one guy's old school guy. Been doing it for a very long time, 50 years, painting everything, uh, little handyman uh, stuff in here, here and there. But for the most part, he likes to paint custom homes. And that's really where I like to be at, too, because, I mean, NMC, you know, we don't want to have everybody not our customer. And those right. $500,000 to million dollar homes, they they really care about quality and they, they want to make sure they're paying people that they can trust. So I been working with him quite a bit we've we've done a few projects and i've been in the field working with him on projects we've hung drywall together we've taped and mud and so this, is this the guy that's running the job currently pretty much i'm still running the jobs but okay. i know that if i show him the scope of work and, and leave him on site you can leave that we're gonna be in other words you can right you can leave the job with this guy yeah. with both of them yeah both i really them. can the Once other I get guy set up and is Basically, the other guy an older guy or is he a younger guy? He's actually younger. He's a, a longtime friend of mine. He moved from the Keys up to here to work with me, and uh, things have been going pretty good. We've love it. We've had some adjustments we made along the way, and so he moved this, here. He moved here to work with you. Yep. Yep. Wow. So look, as as an outsider looking in, man, you have you have absolute gold right now, man. And I think, dude, if everybody had your situation, sky's the limit. 
my, you know, the strategic advantage of my company and all the companies that are winning are the companies that have those types of guys. So I'm just looking at it like this. The only way that you can grow is if you have project managers, you can't grow with painters. You need project managers that you can say, okay, here's the scope. This is what you do. Here's the scope. This is what you do. And then you get out of there. And you got to be able to live your day without worrying about the job. So you can go sell and you can go market. You can grow your business until yeah. you get to that point. You know, you're, you're going to continue to find that, you know, you're just going to be kind of overworked. I mean, you probably are. You're probably doing work on the job and then you're going to the estimates tired and you're not <laughs> able to be enthusiastic. Is that true? I don't know that I'm not able to be enthusiastic. It's just kind of my nature, but. I definitely you couldn't be as you could where, be as enthusiastic if you woke up and kept the polo on from the morning until you'd be a lot more enthusiastic. <laughs> probably, probably, so, probably be pretty annoying to everybody, but that's all right. That's all right. Hey, but you know, instead of you know, I'm just saying, long day at work, coming to do an estimate in the afternoon, there's just a different. It's a different feeling, you know. It's just different. So where I'm getting at is, you have two great guys. It sounds like, you know, I think it's about you pitching the vision to each one of these guys and saying, look, this is what we want to do. We want to branch out to two crews and you have to decide whether or not you want to do two crews of two or two crews of three in the beginning. I mean, I think two crews of three should be your light post. That should be yeah. where you head. That should be like, you know, that should be your focus. Cause right now you could easily keep two crews busy easily with way you sell four to six weeks out. No problem. You already have two leaders, dude. I mean, you don't even got to find project managers. So it's just a matter of you finding painters now and pitching the vision to these guys. And especially the guy that moved. I think that, you know, just saying, if, I, if it were me who moved with you and you gave me an opportunity to be a manager, you know, and, and kind of gave me that uh, authority, you know, it would, it would increase my morale. It would make me feel like, all right, cool. We're getting somewhere here. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, as opposed to him kind of being a subordinate of the, of the guy who, you know, obviously knows probably much more than him. Uh, but that doesn't mean that he can't run a job thing about it is when you get into custom homes though you got to do a lot of fine detail work man i'm talking like you're dealing with you know staircases that have crazy spindles on them right and you got like all this all this craziness i wouldn't i wouldn't try to make that your main focus because you got to be a production company just as much as you want to be a you know a specialty company in the sense that right. and, and here's why because the labor pool out there isn't able to accomplish fine finishing, uh, you know, specialty work, brush work, detail, oil painting sometimes, like that stuff, that's going to cause you stress in finding people to put under these guys. You know, although I say, yes, not my customer, that doesn't mean that three-bedroom, two-bathroom house people aren't great customers. It's just there are some people that just do not value quality over price. So what I'm getting at is, is don't, like, think that you just got to find custom homes. Like, there's plenty of people no, out no, there. No, no, I definitely don't just search for them but when when we do get them we're we're able to um kind of filter them through the process and make yeah. sure that they're a good fit for us and we can run with what they want i yeah, do absolutely. like doing the, the two bedroom three bedroom four bedroom houses where we can just come in and do a repaint on them i mean who doesn't right. like that you know nobody man it's the best and, and the thing is you could do exteriors all day every day too i mean that's the beauty of living in florida um but i'm just saying from from this perspective and i don't know if you thought about this at all um, but for me, it's like, you already have two leaders, man. And it's interesting because the two guys that are running my crew, my, both of my crews now were once subordinates of people that I kind of had to 
like see leadership in them and kind of like, you know, kind of like plant seeds about it and say, Hey man, you know, you keep doing a great job. I could see you running a crew one day. Both of them. I said that too. And All right. they are. yeah, man. And it's like, you know, it gives people something to strive toward and it also gives, it builds morale. And if you got two guys, man, you know, your job at this point is to find painters. True. And it's tough, man. It's really tough. You know, is there a certain way that you go through and, and uh, vet your painters before you bring them in? Or do you? Absolutely, man. This is the, this is the topic that, uh, you know, everyone really just tries to like, like find out because, you know, whatever people do now, it's like, um, it's just a lot of people hire out of desperation. You know, when you hire out of desperation, you compromise your standards, you know, and when you compromise mm -hmm. your standards, then, you know, dude, I'm so sick with the way I hire. I mean, it's just one of those things that I see that as more valuable than sales, marketing and production, dude. So I'll get, you want me to give you kind of my little process that I have? Yeah, let's hear it, man. All right. So the first thing you want to do, this is the most important thing. All right. Is you got to put out an attractive ad that targets personality and character. All right. You don't want to just, if you look on Craigslist in your area right now, go look at what other people are posting about. Hey, looking for painters, driver's license required tools. If, if you have tools, that's a plus call Joe and they put Joe's phone number. Okay. So Joe on the other end is getting random phone calls from anybody with a pulse, a driver's license and tools. <laughs> how can yep. he, how can he make a good decision on who he's bringing in? He can't, it's impossible. So what I do is once I post that, I have them fill out a form. That form asks them a bunch of questions about who they are, what their experience is, and it gets all that information in one place for me. Okay. From there, I look at their name, I Google their name, and I put it in Facebook. I put it anywhere. I, I do a public search on them. Okay. I see what I can find. Dude, do you know how many times I've done that? And I've seen crazy charges, uh, news articles, bro, of oh, people. Yeah. Dude, I'm serious. Just from like I've got a guy with my exact name in Nevada that is a meth head that robbed an old lady and stole her car and all went on a police chase, all this crazy stuff. Oh so. my goodness. Dude. <laughs> you know, see, I mean it's like but it's easy to do. And it's like it's all about a filtering out process. So if you get past my little check there, then I'll look at your form. I'll go through it. If you say the right things in that form, I'll say, okay, great. I'm going to give you a phone interview. So I, next thing I do is I text them or email them a nice little structured message that looks professional. There's something about, um, even though we're a small company of like nine employees, I want them to feel like we're big. Like, because if something is hard for somebody to attain, then they're going to value it more than if it was like, Hey man, come on in tomorrow and come work with us. Like, okay. what is that? You know what I'm saying? That right there is like just super unprofessional, man. And I want to attract people that, you know, and I say this, that's my analogy, man. When I give somebody an interview, I want it to be the topic of conversation at the dinner table with their family. Like, oh, I got an interview with a really good company. Um, and the same breath, when I give someone a job, I want it to be a celebration at their house because they feel like they achieved it rather than, hey, come on in and work with us. Like, what is that? Like, it's not. Yeah, I got you. You know, so phone interview, text them. Hey, give me some dates and times. I posted on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen it. The guy was just like, yes. Did you see that? That post I put? That, that was that was real. That was real. Yeah, 100%. So some guy just literally just said yes. 
did he follow up with anything ever or is that just where he left it nothing he just said yes and (laughs) people were like give him a chance you know or maybe he doesn't speak english number i knew he speak the english so that was out and even if he didn't um i would be a little i'd have some compassion and you know my my wife is hispanic so i mean i wouldn't i you know i understand that there could be a language there wasn't um it was just somebody that didn't care (laughs) like you know if like you really wanted a job and you really wanted to be a part of our company you would probably read that text message more than one time and say, oh, crap, I didn't I didn't say what times I could be available. I'd apologize. This is me, you know. And again, like my thing is and the point I made was if you start making excuses for people before you even hire them, what are you going to do when you're on a job? Oh, well, he didn't he didn't know any the standards already been set to standards already been set off the bat, you know, but some people hire out of des- desperation and they make they say, OK, well, did does two at 2 p.m. work for you? Like you're, it's kind of like you're chasing a, a a relationship. Like you're like, you know, you're trying to like get somebody to like you. And as a business, you can't do that. That's not how it works. So for me, even though that guy was qualified, he had he passed my 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 couple checks there. He had a good form. Uh, he had good experience. He had a good resume. Boom, right there. I cut him out. Done. No chance I'd hire him just for that. So that's how detailed I am. Now he's done it. Now let's say someone does respond and do it right. Phone interview, man. Quick phone interview. I'm looking for a couple things. Number one, did, did they answer the phone when I called? <laughs> you didn't, if you don't answer the phone when I call you on the time that I say I'm going to call, you're out. Number two, what do you sound like on the phone? I mean, do you sound like you just woke up at one o'clock? Big difference between somebody that's a little bit energetic, you know, that, that you can tell is interested, man. And it's like, there are people out there like that. And it's just a matter of what you accept. Like if you're okay with somebody sounding like, Hey man, like, dude, I called this one guy on a phone interview and literally he sounded like he just woke up at like two o'clock. And I'm like, I was like, Hey man, do you want me to call you back? Like, I just was joking with him. Like, Hey, you busy? <laughs> what do you end up telling him? Yeah. Give me a call back about half hour. No, no. He's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, man. I, I've, I've ran into that before. So bro, and it's like, <laughs> This is the filtering out process, right? So, okay, so let's say we have a good phone interview. I ask them a couple good questions about their experience, why they want to work for us, what they did in their previous job, why are they unemployed? And and if I'm okay with all those answers and I do ask, hey, you will be required to submit a background check. Is there anything you want to mention to me? Hey, do you do need to have a driver's license? Are you good with all that? So I get all that stuff out of the way. Great. Let's set up an in-person interview. I did a couple of Zoom ones. Those are just as good. Um, In-person interview. When I do an in-person interview, I meet at Starbucks or something like that. Sit down with them. Mm A couple of things I'm looking for. Number one, did you show up on time? Number two, do you smell okay? Number three, are you presentable? Did you actually take pride in, in in the meeting today? You know, I had guys show up like, dude, looking like they were just going to Walmart, bro. And that's their standard. Totally fine. Not our standard. You know what I'm saying? It's like somebody else who owns a painting business that might be cool with whoever comes in just to paint. No problem. I owe it to my customers to make sure that they're getting quality. If I'm yeah, going to sell I, quality. I definitely, I understand that. And that's one thing that I liked about my guy, Isaac, that came from the keys is when he was on his way up here and he, we were going over everything. He said, Hey, do you have a certain uniform you like me to wear? Do you Love have it certain time you do this or a certain time we do that and he was already thinking ahead and he had his mindset in the place of ace how how are we going to do abc to make this all work and he showed up he said man i shaved my beard up i trimmed up real nice i'm not gonna look homeless going into these homes now use the opportunity absolutely there's nothing greater man 
He's a unicorn. We call those unicorns. <laughs> they do, bro. He's a unicorn. That's why you got two unicorns right now. So let me continue and, I, and we'll chat. So next thing is um, the, the phone, the, the in-person interview. So a lot of people stop here and they like them and they say, all right, you're hired. Not me. I know better. Okay. Guess what? Listen, you know, as much as I really want to just hire you, we do have another step of the process. It's a working interview. So you're going to work with our team for a week. Okay. On Friday, we'll do a review to see if you're a good fit for us. How's that sound? Great. You're going to get the best week of work out of somebody who really cares, by the way, in this here. You're going to get, you're going to see what they're about. And guess what? Do you know how many people I've done this with that didn't make it through the week because they knew it was coming? They just called me and said, it's not a good fit because they knew it was coming, you know, from the project manager and the project managers know they're like, mm -hmm. all right, well, we'll work them. Let's see what they're about. You know, and they'll be doing grunt work. They'll be cleaning sprayers, see what their attitude's about. I tell them to do it because I want to see if they're a team player. I want to, I'll take somebody that tells me that they know how to paint everything and they spray and all this, and they will be cleaning brushes. They will be doing the grunt work. I go to yep. job sites and I pick up trash. You know, I, that's the type of business owner I am. Everyone knows that you're you, in my business. Like you're not like, I don't care how good you are. You, you're going to do everything and be a team player. Cause that's not what we're about. So that's what we try to try to do during the, during the working interviews to see what they're about. Some people will be like, nah, I'm not doing that, man. You know? And then no problem. You're out, you know? Yeah. That's it. Good luck to you. You know, it's not my guy, you know? So it's like, if you make it through that, you know, and then of course during that week, I'm doing a background check. Sometimes I'll do it before. It really just depends on like what the timing is. If like, I'm confident in them and I'm like, all right, you know, let me do a background check. Background check. Do you have a specific today. company you like to use for background checks? Yeah. Yeah. Clear checks, dude. I just found them. Um, month and a half ago, two months. Phenomenal, dude. All you got to do is put in their email and boom, done. The email address gets sent, the email gets sent and they fill it out. And then within two to three days that, you know, you got a background check. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. All clear right. checks. Have to check clear, into them. clear, clear checks.com. So easy, 30, $39 and it's worth it. I mean, you know, just to get, and I've done it on my guys so far clean. Everybody said what they said, said, you know, it was honest. So perfect. Um, so after that, do that working interview, then you offer the employment. I mean, if you make it through my process and I have done this, I have quality people working for me because there's no way that you can't get through this process. If you're not a motivated individual, you have high standards and you're a team player. There's no way, but some companies don't have any of that. And they get an applicant and they're like, all right, can you come tomorrow? And then they wonder why they're in the position they're in. I've been down that road. I've seen that. So yeah, you've tough. been in the construction business, so you've probably seen it more than me. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. So out of what I've told you, are you doing any of those things currently? I mean, obviously most likely not to that extent and you probably haven't had to yet because you're kind of comfortable with your two guys, but are this some of those things uh, going to be something that you implement? Yeah. In the past, I, I, I did cover a lot of this when I was doing a hiring process and, and everything with Michigan's my building company and I haven't really had to do that yet but I know it's coming so this is a good refresher to make sure that I'm hitting all these points and you brought up quite a few extra ones that I'm gonna definitely bring into play and see how they react so yeah because yeah, I and now I, that I have two good people working with me I want to make sure that I capitalize and bring in more good people so that we can continue to just grow upon yeah, that absolutely and you're not going to branch off the two right off the bat what's going to be great is you bring in another person. Cool. Now you got three. I worked with a team of four and five on one job for a while. 
just mm-hmm. to build camaraderie, teamwork. And then I separated them. And then we went in and then I had two teams of four. And it's like, it's all about the people. You can't grow a great company without great people. It doesn't exist. So nurture that. And I think that if you weren't thinking about hiring, dude, you should be hiring right now. And hiring doesn't mean acquiring. Hiring means canvassing right now. When I say hiring, I mean, you should have ads out. You should be pulling in people because the best applicants that you're going to find, two people, number one, the guys that move into town from another place that aren't working for somebody right now that want a great opportunity, okay? And number two, people that want a better opportunity than where they're currently at, which in our industry, not hard to accomplish, okay? Really not. So the question I have for you, why would I jump ship from where I'm currently at to work for Sugar Sands Painting. The culture that's in development as we speak, the guys I have working for me want to work with me. I treat them right. I don't bullshit them on anything. I mean, can I say that on here? Yeah, um, I, I just, I take care of them. I talk to them like they're people. I talk to them as though I, how I would want to be talked to. Um, I love all those things, but here's the thing. None of those things I'm going to know until Until I meet you. Right. So how do I, you know, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you attract somebody before they meet you to say, you know what, I want a better opportunity with sugar sands painting. That's something you need to think about because again, you know, first thing you need to do is understand our culture as a industry is pay by cash, you know, write the checks at the end of the week. Um, no stability, no structure. So, you take all those pain points that 95% of your competition do because they just, the, the trade is so poor and you make those highlights in your ad. Hey, W2 employee. Hey, paycheck every week. Hey, uh, you know, um, payroll company taking out taxes. Uh, hey, you know, um, what's another thing talking about, uh, I mean, you can hit on the culture a little bit in those ads, but just make sure that you're highlighting some things because what we're trying to do is attract people to jump ship to a better opportunity. And it really just depends on how you pay too, because, you know, you're going to have to make, you know, kind of decide where you want to start with and what you're looking for. Right. Cause if you had to look at your guys, you have two a players right now, those guys can run the job. They can do all facets of painting mostly. Right. They can spray. Do they both spray? Yep. Okay. They both spray. So you need, you're the, the next person you need is a B, letter B, right? This is somebody that just knows how to cut and brush, doesn't really know how to spray and doesn't need to know how to run a job because you already have your two guys that run a job. So you got to look at what are you paying your, your A guys, okay? And then what are you going to pay your B guys, all right? And then you look for C guys, which are helpers, man. It's easy. Now, helpers don't need experience. They don't. You can teach them how to paint, you know? So it's like once you get the B guys, then you get some helpers, and then now you have six employees. It's that easy. And then if you have good helpers, eventually they'll turn into B guys. Eventually those B guys will turn into A guys. And now you have an organization that's growing internally. Best type, dude. You know, but it's all about you being a master recruiter. Think about it. You like college football? A little bit. A little bit. You heard about sports, it. You honestly. know about it. Oh, yeah. I'll make it simple. The best college programs are good at one thing, recruiting. They recruit all year. They don't just recruit when they need players. They are recruiting kids in eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, are. they understand that 
the the sale, which is the brand, the production, which is the game, okay, and the marketing, which goes hand in hand with the brand, okay, is nothing without recruiting the right talent to come in there and do the job. And when you have quality talent coming in there, not just talent, but good people, sales is easy, right? I used to work, uh, I used to sell cars, man. And uh, I worked at Toyota. There was a certain confidence I had because I'm like, Toyotas, man. You're going to go to Nissan? <laughs> you know, it's because you just know the product, you know that the production is that good. So you have like some free confidence to happen. So that's your job is to build that up. What do you have now? Gotcha. I mean, I know you go in there like, yeah, my guys are going to crush this job. No problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it gets a little I mean, harder I, when, you know, you get, you know, you grow your teams a little bit. Understandable. That's why it's important to build these guys now and make sure that we're all on the same page. That's it, man. That's it. So, you know, the hiring process, man, are you going to start hiring? You're going to do some hiring soon? Probably. I mean, now that we're booked out a little bit, the company's been growing. We've been able to network and reach out to a lot more people within the community. I, I really think the time's coming to start doing that. Do you use like monsterjobs.com or anything like that? There's a lot of them. <laughs> you know, a couple I'll rattle off here. Craigslist, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, um, Facebook. I mean, just get it Have out. Have you had more luck with any – Anyone in particular? <laughs> it's it's. I wish I had an answer for it, man. I mean, <laughs> one season will be Craigslist. One season will be Indeed. One season will be ZipRecruiter. Right now, it's tough, man, because I think everybody got their taxes. Um, and, like, their stimulus checks. Everybody's just taking a little vacation. I don't know what it is, man. I'm, I'm having a little trouble on all the channels, man. I have Indeed ads out. I have ZipRecruiter ads out. Facebook ads out. And uh, it's been a little slow, but, you know, everything's seasonal. Um, but that's okay. You know, I'm good for right now. That's why it's important to hire even when you don't need to hire. So you have a pool of applicants to draw from. You yep. know, we, I can look, I have 180 applicants sitting in a Google form right now, um, where I can draw from at any given time. No, there's, you know, you got to just be creative, man. You got to definitely be creative. That's the, that's the game changer, man. Is getting quality help. Oh, absolutely. Always yeah. is. Always is. And that's the hardest thing, man. That's what stops companies like us from growing is not being able to find good help. So, you know, just take all that into mind. And then, you know, sales, sales goes hand in hand with that. Once you have that quality production, if you want, we could chat about that another time. But I think right now, man, if you're four to six weeks out with two guys, it's time, man. You're graduating. <laughs> time to step it up oh, a little bit. Keep yeah, the fire man. Yeah, man. Anything else you want to chat about? No, I mean, that, that pretty much covers it for now. We cool, man. Right on. Well, good luck to you, man. And uh, hopefully the next time we chat, you'll be telling me that you have two crews and uh, you're four to six weeks booked out. Then we'll talk. All right. Sounds good, Thanks, man. Bro. Thank you. All right, man. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals that's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. 
So if you want to see what drip jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo and get your team involved and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money and you're going to love the features that are built into drip jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out drip jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you and I'll catch you on the next episode.